Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning to everyone on this beautiful summer day. Rain or shine, I don't care. It's summer. It's beautiful outside. Welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at EIG. Summertime in Wisconsin. Doesn't it just bring back some great memories? Summer means beautiful sights, beautiful smells, beautiful sounds. We see beautiful flowers blooming, boats sailing on the blue waters, colorful sunsets. We smell fresh cut grass, steaks on outdoor barbecues. We even smell the fresh manure on the farms, right? We hear birds chirping, the laughter of children playing, crickets chirping outside our open windows. We also hear almost every weekend, some form of music playing at a festival or an outdoor concert. Milwaukee is promoted as the city of festivals, which allows us to see, smell, and hear many wonderful things. Today, we're going to talk about music and entertainment. According to the famous Greek philosopher Plato, music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. Doesn't that just give you a great word picture? My first guest today is Carl Brown, founder of the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. Welcome to the show today, Carl. Thank you so much for having me, Jill, and thank you to EIG for having me as well. Absolutely. You know, with Milwaukee being promoted as a city of festivals and some kind of music event going on almost every weekend, it seems, what uh, what was it that made you decide to add your jazz festival into the mix? Yeah, it really began as a, a very personal story. Uh, I tell people that I was... I won the parent lottery because I happened to be born to two fantastic people who very much believed in giving back to the community. And um, when I started a business 20 years ago, they were the first people to invest in my company. And so I always wanted to do something to honor them. Fast forward several years, my wife and I decided that we wanted to start a scholarship fund to honor my parents. And um, so we did that. And shortly after we did that, or around that same time, my father was diagnosed with cancer, mm. and we, from that moment forth, started this process of thinking about, well, boy, what could we do to really expand on what we're doing from a philanthropic standpoint? What can we do to, to take the scholarship fund that we've started and make it larger and, and be able to impact more lives from a philanthropic position, right? Yeah, yeah. So what my wife and I had done, and this, this you know, it, it kind of coincided with about the same time my father was passing away, one of the things he did was he called me and, and, and all of my siblings and he wanted to have a final final conversation with us to give us final instructions. And one of the things he said to me was, son, always remember to think of others more highly than yourself. Mm. And so for, that it really was. And it's yeah. something that I carry with me every day, you know. And so that really lit a spark under my wife and I to say, you know what, it's really time for us to figure out something that we can do to raise more funds to have a greater philanthropic impact on our community. So my wife and I happened to be sitting about uh, three years ago at the Indianapolis Jazz Festival, and she leans over to me. She says, this is what we should do. And I'm like, what do, what do you mean? And she says, we should have a jazz festival in Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, for the next several weeks, that's really all we talked about almost. You know, we started to think about it, plan it out, look into the history of jazz festivals in Milwaukee, talk to people and say, do you think this is a viable idea? And the long and short of it was that, yeah, a lot of people thought it was a very, very viable idea. 
we're the city of festivals. We're a world-class city. World-class cities have world-class jazz festivals, and that's how the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival was born. Mm, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, we do have a lot of great things going on we here really in the do. city, don't we? We really do. It's a fantastic city, and we just felt like this would add something more to the city. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how do you go about then securing artists for the festival? Yeah, you- well, this is one of the most fun things about it for me. I'm a, I'm a jazz fan, and so my wife and I for years have been traveling all over the country to different jazz festivals and different jazz concerts. And so for us, it's a matter of doing a couple of different things. One is is we we know the music, and so it's about finding the artists, the the well known artists that are in, in the genre. There are some that are very established artists, but there's up and coming talent as well. Mm-hmm. So it's really a matter of finding, going to see those people. I like to see people before we book them to come and play our show because I want to see how their shows are. I want to see what the crowd is that they're generating, right? And all those kinds of things. So it's a matter of doing that one. But another thing that we did, and that we believe is also very important with this festival, is that there be some sort of a hometown element, right? So in addition to, we're going to have many artists coming to the festival who are Grammy Award winning artists, Grammy nominated artists who are known nationally, internationally on the jazz scene. People like Lee Rittenauer, people like uh, Norman Brown or um, Ronnie Laws, right? But in addition to that, we have procured several fantastic jazz artists who have ties to Milwaukee and southeastern Wisconsin. Nice. Yes. And we're really excited about that. We have people like um, Dan Nimmer, who is uh, the keyboard player for Wynton Marsalis and a regular jazz at the Lincoln Center. Very accomplished artist who's from Milwaukee. Augie Haas, who was the former trumpet player for Harry Connick Jr. and is a staple on Broadway and who has, I want to say, four or five different records to his own credit now. Um, and it's just a fantastic musician, a fantastic guy, and a, a gourmet cook on the side. He's coming back Added for bonus. the show. Exactly right, you know. <laughs> Can you cook for the festival, too? <laughs> right, right. He probably would. He's a great guy. And then Brian Lynch, who's from Milwaukee as well, but who's won a Grammy as well, right? So we have people like that and several other artists coming back to form these jam bands that will play and we're calling it the hometown all-stars and mm. you'll only see that at the fresh coast jazz festival so we're really excited about that too so the the artist procurement side of it is the most fun for me because i get to go to concerts and listen to people and meet people and talk to them and understand their you know their love of music and and that really works well for helping us to procure the right folks for the festival absolutely gosh you know yeah i gotta go i gotta go to You're jazz exactly festival right. it's my job <laughs> exactly right so. do you ever get tribute singers like um I don't know, some, uh, you know, like a Etta James tribute or yeah. Miles Davis or Al Jarreau. Isn't he That's from a, Milwaukee? Al, and that, I'm glad you brought that up, Jill. Yes. We, in fact, this year we're doing a tribute to Al Jarreau. And it's going, Al Jarreau's from Milwaukee, longtime artist, fantastic vocalist. And we're doing a really unique event called The Pairing. And what we're doing is that we have a company called Benzinger Vineyards, who is our wine sponsor for that event. And Benzinger... Uh, will provide us with a sommelier for the event. We have a band out of Chicago called Lynn Jordan and the Shivers, and we're going to be pairing wine with the music of Al Jarreau performed live by Lynn Jordan and the Shivers, right? Oh, nice. So it's a really different event. It's a really unique event. It's going to be a lot of fun, and um, it's it's our, our way to play a little tribute to Al Jarreau, who certainly meant so much to Milwaukee yes. and so much to jazz on an international level, certainly. Yeah, and if you need any sommeliers, I know some great sommeliers. Oh, I'll have to get <laughs> names from you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So would would we see like a Chuck Mangione or Kenny G type of performer musician at the event or are you you know you said you're looking at people from all over yeah, and yeah. certainly people with Milwaukee ties that that makes sense. Well, we certainly have artists that are um in fact, one of the artists is playing the event, Jeff Lorber 
is the artist who actually got Kenny G his start. Kenny G started oh, off in Jeff Lorber's cool. band, right? Wow. And okay. um, so Jeff Lorber is playing with his Jeff Lorber, and Jeff Lorber also is the one of the most sampled musicians in popular music and hip hop today. So Jeff is Jeff is called the Godfather of jazz fusion. He's been around for um, uh, making music since the '70s and is still going strong and doing his thing. He's going to be here with his super band, Jazz Funk Soul, which includes Paul Jackson Jr., who Paul was the guitarist on most of Michael Jackson's hits, and Everett Harp, who's a fantastic saxophone player in his own right. Wow. Um, in addition, there's going to be, Lee Rittenauer is going to be here, and Lee has 40 records to his credit, and yes. you know Lee has won a Grammy and been nominated for multiple Grammys, and is really one of the best guitarists on this planet, and so we're really excited about the artists that we have. We've got a great slate. Well, and, and for those listeners, you want to put this on your calendar. When uh, We yes. want to make sure everybody knows when this is going on. Yes, it's Labor Day weekend, August 30th, 31st, and September 1st, or so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and in addition to the concerts, as I mentioned, the pairing, that's going to be on Friday, August 30th. On August 31st, we're having the Fresh Coast Cruise, which is a cruise on the Edelweiss, a luncheon cruise on the Edelweiss. We're going to have a, a, a local artist who happens to be a school teacher here in Milwaukee, but a jazz musician by night, and he just, his new, his new single, Starfire, just hit the Billboard Jazz Charts. Oh, So wow. we're getting Wonderful. him at the time of his ascent, which is great. Awesome. His name is Marcus Adams. Uh, Marcus Adams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're actually going to repeat this information at the end of the next segment, so people Great. will be sure to uh, to know when that's coming. Um, lots of things to uh, to discuss in the next segment. Um, because the show is about philanthropy and how people are making a difference in the lives of others, stay tuned to hear how this jazz festival that provides wonderful jazz entertainment is using funds to reach out and give back to help others. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Carl Brown, founder of the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. So, Carl, not surprising, there is a philanthropic component to the Jazz Festival. You want to tell us about that? Absolutely. So, uh, our desire to do to have a greater philanthropic impact is really the whole reason that the jazz festival came into being in the first place. Right. So we have established for ourselves, um, a desire and a goal to continue to expand on the, the initial scholarship fund that we founded. It was the James and Reop- the James Reopen Brown Memorial Scholarship for your dad, for for my parents, exactly mm-hmm. right. And then another scholarship fund that we were we I've been supporting personally, and my company supported for many years, which is the Lou McLaughlin Memorial Scholarship Fund, which is which is administered through the Business Council, which is an organization associated with the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce. Sure, MNAC, so I see exactly yes. right. So I've been involved in that scholarship for probably about 10 years now, right? And we will continue to be involved in that scholarship and support that scholarship. In addition, though, to the scholarship, there's other things that we're going to do from a philanthropic standpoint. Each year, the festival, we will be reaching out to an area school to adopt a school, if you will, to provide that school with a grant to help them further and expand their music programs in school. We believe that music is so vital to, you know, enriching the lives of students and really helping them along their academic journeys as well. And so we've set a goal, a philanthropic goal, to make 
a million dollars of philanthropic impact with proceeds from the festival in 10 years or less. And so that's really what it's all about for us is giving back to the community and leaving the, the community a better place than when we found it and like my dad told me to, to do, and that is to, to think of others more highly than ourselves. Yes, what a wonderful legacy that he, yeah. that he left with you and your, your siblings. No that's doubt wonderful. about it. Now, okay, so you were talking uh, that long-term vision. Yeah. You know, what about short, short-term goals? Yeah, short-term goals are really going to be to just continue to get the word out. And we, you know, we, we, we plan on trying to find things to make the festival new and a little bit different every year. So like the events that we're having this year, we're going to look for new and different events to add to the festival next year as well, right? So every year we want to make the festival better. We want to continue to procure, procure art, artists who are at the top of their game and up-and-coming artists who people are starting to hear on the charts, right, in the jazz, in the jazz genre. And that's really, from a short-term perspective, what's important. Also, too, you know, adding more events to the festival is going to be important. One of the things that we found is that people attend jazz festivals. They love to go for the music, but they love to do other things, too. They love to shop. Food? They love to dine. <laughs> exactly right. And so partnering with some of some other folks who, you know, are in those spaces to help round out the experiences for the people. Absolutely. Well, and, and I think about Summerfest, Absolutely. you know, yes. the, the biggest yes. festival. I love to go to hear all the different types of music. Yes. but. Truth be told, I like the food, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, everyone does. Everyone does. <laughs> well, let's talk more about that um, scholarship uh, part of the Jazz Festival. So the the profits that you raise or portions of the profits are going to uh, go to a scholarship for one person per year, at least right now, uh, and you're partnering with the school to uh, have them decide who the recipient would be, or do you guys get involved? Because yeah, how do you possibly decide who's awarded we're this very, Yeah, we're very much involved. Like the, the, the two scholarships that we're currently involved with, the uh, Lou McLaughlin Scholarship and the James and River Brown Memorial Scholarship, those are partnerships with different organizations, right? And so what we do is is um, there is a process by which um, people apply for those scholarships. We are a part of evaluating those applications, and we'll continue to be a part of evaluating those applications. And then we make a decision with a, with a group of people people as to who we might award the scholarship to. And we've been fortunate to really uh, find some just some great people who just needed a little bit of a hand. You know, one story is a, a young man who won the scholarship a couple of years ago who, just a fantastic young man, he was, his family was displaced in Hurricane Katrina. They moved to Milwaukee. He was one of six kids, had to help take care of his brothers and sisters. And by the time this young man got here to Milwaukee and really kind of, you know, started this new life for himself, he really just began to blossom. He ended up um, graduating with, um, I believe it was a 3.75 grade point average cumulatively, um, taking uh, a top spot in the state chess championship mm. and teaching and learning Mandarin Chinese along the way. Wow. And so you want to talk about somebody who really had a lot of potential obstacles in his way, but had the wherewithal to fight through those obstacles and, and, and to continue to keep pushing so that he could achieve his goals and to further himself and further his family. You know, those are the kinds of people that we love to help, you know, mm -hmm. because this young man is going to work hard for whatever he gets in this life. Yes. And I know he's going to be a success. And, 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 and there's a couple of stories that we have like that, but 
that's really the that's the benefit of being able to do this and being able to give back. I think sometimes people think that, you know, the people who receive are the ones who get the biggest benefit and and that's not the case for us. We I find myself getting so much benefit by just having an opportunity to help these folks. I've had so many people help me along the way yeah. to whom much is given, much is expected, Absolutely. and it's so important for us to leave um you know, leave that legacy of being willing to help others because there, we never know when we might need help. Yeah, and and that's a good point. I mean, the I talk about uh, being a blessing and giving a blessing. Absolutely. It always goes both ways. It really does. But uh, to to understand that we, uh, older, uh, Mm -hmm. the older generation, Mm -hmm. if you will, uh, we really have, uh, I would say, a privilege then to mentor these younger uh, kids coming uh, coming in and showing them that the world is their oyster, right? That's I mean, right. They, there are uh, ways that they can um, take something that might be uh, less than uh, perfect right. and turn it around. And, and this, this gentleman that, that you were talking about certainly has done that. And what a, what a blessing it was then for you to come alongside him and, and really mentor him in a yeah. number of ways and yeah. say, oh, by the way, we want to help you further your education. That's, yeah. that's absolutely wonderful. So you're partnering with other organizations mm-hmm. to include things other than the music in the event, uh, in the festival, which is great. Uh, we talked about some of your short and long-term goals and regarding that, uh, scholarship, you were talking about wanting to, uh, enhance that absolutely. down the road. Absolutely. So yeah, while we're now we're giving out one scholarship annually, there's one James Reopen Brown Memorial Scholarship and one Lou McLaughlin Scholarship that we support. Our goal is to see both of those scholarship programs expand to the point where there are multiple recipients and that the awards become larger over time, right? So that's really what we want to do. There's so many young people out there that, that need a hand, mm-hmm. you know, and we really want to be a part of making that happen. So Yeah, that's wonderful. So what would you say then, Carl, is your greatest need going forward yeah really twofold this is the first year of the fresh coast jazz festival so we want people to come out and buy tickets you know we've got all kinds of different ticket packages available we've got single day ticket packages available we've got three day different ticket packages available and different levels of tickets within each one of those buckets right in addition we have single you can buy uh, tickets to the different events so that's one of the things that we want people to do they can go to our website at freshcoastjazz.com and find out all about tickets but Go out, buy tickets, tell your friends that are jazz festivals because it really is, you know, the more people, the more tickets people buy, the more philanthropic um, impact we'll be able to make. And Absolutely. that's the whole goal, right? Absolutely. The other, the other thing is that um, we're looking for corporate sponsors and, the, you know, the, the, jazz, um, the jazz festival attendees are very lucrative. Uh, group. They're well-educated. They are tend to be 40-plus. They are people who are high earners. They are people who have disposable income and are willing to spend that disposable income on things that they like, travel, wine, dining, um, those types of things, investments, insurance products. So we're really looking for corporate sponsors okay. to come on board and help us in this journey because that's going to help us grow and expand the festival even faster and make more impact. Absolutely. And again, as you said, that's the goal. That's you know, exactly to, right. To increase the impact that we have uh, in the community. So um, let's revisit again the dates, just yes. so people are sure uh, that they can put that on their calendar. Absolutely. Labor Day weekend of 2019, August 30th, August 31st, and September 1st. Um, most events will be taking care taking place at the Market Center. Some events um, will be taking place at the St. Kate, uh, the brand new St. Kate Arts Hotel right across the street from the Market Center. That is also our host hotel, so there's discounted room rates available for folks who might be traveling. And so please come out, spend 
spend some part of your Labor Day weekend with us. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, a great way to end the summer, right? Absolutely. And, and go into the uh, into the fall. That's so, right. That's right. Um, thank you, Carl, for bringing great music to the community. And, thank you. And really helping students realize their dreams thank you, uh, in the way of, of college education. So thank you for being here today. It is my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we're going to learn about the organization that's supporting the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival and the arts in general in their efforts to make a difference in our city. We'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. You know, it's great to have a great idea that will impact many people in a great way, but ideally, you need to collaborate with people and organizations that can walk alongside you who like that great idea and who want to support it in whatever way that they can. Uh, my next guests today are doing just that. Paul Matthews is the CEO of the Marcus Center for the Performing Arts, and Anthony Smith is the Director of Community Engagement and Inclusion. Welcome to the show today, Paul and Anthony. Thank you. Great to be here, and we appreciate Ellen Becker Investments Group sponsorship of this and hosting us for this podcast. Absolutely. Thank we're, you. we're excited to hear everything that, uh, that the Marcus Center has going on here. Um, first of all, what, what was it about the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival specifically that made you stand up and take notice? Well, first of all, uh, Carl Brown and I have known each other for a number of years and worked together. And so uh, I, I knew that when he came to us with an idea, uh, he really meant what he said. He was going to make this thing happen. And, and we like working with folks like that. The second was the entertainment aspect of it, of course, being a Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. Uh, one of the things we think that's lacking on our stages and is going to change is that uh, that we don't have uh, enough jazz, and jazz is a distinctly American art form. Um, there are actually a lot of great local jazz musicians in Milwaukee. Yes. Milwaukee has mm-hmm. an, an, a sort of under underknown, if you will, a history of jazz. And so uh, there was that aspect of it, and he really had some uh, some significant plans for that. But also... And then the third part was that what's attached to this and his real motivation for this is utilizing this jazz festival to build his philanthropic efforts, yes. to build his scholarship program. He's very committed to that. And and that that had a lot of meaning for us because uh, we want to do what we can to help um, bring children up uh, in Milwaukee through the through the system, whether it's the arts or medicine or law or what have you, or business. And this was an opportunity to do that, to work with him to help grow that scholarship fund. Yeah, and I think it's important that people understand the importance of the arts. You know, we have the STEM programs going on in the schools, the science, technology, engineering, and math. But now I understand it's STEAM because the A adds the arts in there. So, you know, everybody understands how important, or hopefully they will understand the importance of it. The question that I have, though, is, is the Marcus Center a nonprofit organization? Yes, we are. We are a nonprofit organization built in 1969. We're 50 years old this September. Started out being called the Performing Arts Center in the mid 90s. The Marcus family generously purchased the name uh, of the building and became the Marcus Center for the Performing Arts, but we've changed our name again. Now we're the Marcus Performing Arts Center. Uh-huh. And part of that is a nod to the past because there are Still, folks, as we know, who pr- like to refer to us as the refer to us as the 
the Performing Arts Center. So sure. we're looking forward, but we also kind of did a little bit of the nod of the past at the same time by upgrading our, our look and our image and, and how we're referenced in the community. Okay, so you were the PAC, mm-hmm. the Performing Arts Center. Now you're the MCPA. Now we're actually M- <laughs> MPAC. Now we're MPAC. MPAC, that's MPAC. How, okay. Yeah. MPAC. We shortened it up again, so okay. MPAC, yeah. MPAC. But we are nonprofit. And uh, uh, we have been since our inception. And uh, at the same time, though, we're nonprofit, though, we, we do work with a lot, of the, a lot of other nonprofits. And that's where Anthony Smith comes, uh, comes to us with this, this background he's got and his experiencing working with other nonprofit community partners to really expand on our mission uh, in the community. You want to talk about that, Anthony? As the Director of Community Engagement and Inclusion, why don't you first of all tell us what that's about, you know, what what your role is, and then how you're working with the partnerships in that nonprofit space. Well, with the piece of it, with the community engagement, we want to be a part of the community. We don't want that, that, that imaginary moat around the building we want to be more engaged with the community all the folks that we work with and with the piece with inclusion and this is just a thought that i've i've read somewhere before inclusion means if i invite you to the party you've just been invited to the party but you weren't able to dance but with inclusion that means that you've been invited to the dance and you're actually able to dance on the dance floor ah well nice to make a musical reference right For, absolutely how perfect is that <laughs> And so then how, give us an example of uh, some of the partnerships that you have with nonprofits and how, how you actually work with them. Because, again, on this show we talk a lot about the importance of collaboration. Yes. And how so many, again, over 54,000 nonprofits in our state, we want to give a shout-out to as many as we can. And so help us to understand how you work with them. So I'm responsible for a number of the programs that we're, uh, we offer uh, under education, audience development, and inclusion programs. And one of the programs that we work with is called Kids Days. We have a program, uh, Kids Days at the Center, where we actually have a stage outdoors that we have um, have programming for uh, starting from June 18th through August 22nd. And then there's another program where we call it Kids Days in the City, where we actually take our arts programs to different organizations within the city. Some of the clients or some of the venues that we work with is the Boys and Girls Clubs, the Children's Outing Association. We've included Easter Sales this year, uh, Milwaukee Public Schools, uh, Journey House, Next Door Foundation, United Community Center, and the, the YMCA. So we have those. We've established more partnerships beyond the doors of the Market Center. And then we take a number of our artists that have that's residents or we just partner with um, for instance, artists in education, uh, the Florentine Opera, the Hmong American Friendship Association. We have these artists go out to the schools, out to Children's Outing Association, to the Y, and they actually perform. That's wonderful. Wow. wow. So, yeah, again, that collaborative piece is is so important. Um, and so tell us, um, you know, what kinds of things we can uh, expect to see in the way of programming at the uh, Marcus Center for the Performing Arts. Well, we're we're very excited because this is our, our 50th anniversary, and as a performing arts center, we've really evolved over 50 years, and we continue to evolve. Where, um, as Anthony was saying, uh, you know, a lot of the programming that started 50 years ago uh, was done really inside our building, 
you came to sit in our audience and see what was going on on stage. And and uh, the programming changed over the years, but our approach has changed where we're reaching out and collaborating more and taking our programming out into the community. But for our 50th anniversary, this is an opportunity for us to really begin to stress that we're really the community's performing arts center. And, and we are reaching out um, because the diversity of our community is changing, the demographics are changing. We, as a community performing arts center, need to want to be able to serve all of those different communities, all those different interests. Anthony mentioned a number of them. So we're starting with the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. We're very excited this year that that uh, we're fortunate enough to have four weeks of Hamilton this year. Oh, wow! And so that oh, is great. a yes. that is a true community event. Mm-hmm. And so when is um, that coming? That's going to be coming October twenty third for four weeks. Okay. And in fact, um, on October thirtieth, we're having a as part of our fiftieth anniversary celebration a major block party and. Um, this is a fundraiser for uh, our um, education and community engagement programs uh, that we offer, many of them free programs, and so it'll be a fundraiser, so it's an opportunity to participate in this event um, and see Hamilton, and it's for a very good cause. It's to underwrite so much of what we do and be able to continue to do for and on behalf of the of the community. Well, that'll be something so. easy to remember October 30th. It's my birthday. Yes. Oh, well, that's there it's you go. It's a birthday. It's a birthday. There you go. So, hey, I could go to see yes, Hamilton. Yes, I can. can. Yeah. It'll be your party. Yes, right. <laughs> uh, that sounds great. That sounds great. Well, it's exciting to know that the uh, the Marcus Performing Arts Center is celebrating its 50th anniversary. Again, the Performing Arts Center, as it was once was, is celebrating its 50th anniversary. Kudos for that, and thank you for 50 years of wonderful entertainment. Hmm. We're going to learn more about what's going on and what we can expect after the break so stay tuned to hear more thanks for tuning in this is eig milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host jill economo on news talk 1130 wisn welcome back to milwaukee's philanthropic community brought to you by the ellenbecker investment group i'm your host jill economo director of community outreach for ellenbecker and I'm sitting here chatting with Paul Matthews and Anthony Smith from the Marcus Center for the Performing Arts. So again, uh, congrats on the PAC celebrating 50 years of entertainment in Milwaukee. That's awesome. Um, uh, but can you talk to us a little bit more, Paul uh, and Anthony? Give us give us some specifics about the the party that's going to be going on, and maybe talk about some of the other exciting things that you have going on in the in the coming months. Well, again, the, the you know we're we're very fortunate to have the uh, uh, touring production of Hamilton coming October twenty third for four weeks. It is uh, one of many great Broadway shows that we're going to have in our season this year. We're going to have The Lion King back again this year. Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, Lion uh, King with the yeah, movie! I just saw the yeah, movie. It was yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be in the spring. So so we have a great sort of season long celebration of our fiftieth anniversary, but on. October 30th is really our birthday celebration. Yay. And, that's, that's, and someone else's, I hear, too, right? Yes, yeah, someone else's. That's right. <laughs> just so happens. It just so happens. Just that so it, happens and there to may be. be others who are going to be celebrating their birthday. That day too. Come on so, down. And it's Halloween, we'll, so we'll, why not? We'll, we'll, you know? make, we'll now acknowledge that. So anyway, <laughs> um, but we're going to have a block party out on Water Street and uh, closing off the street. And there'll be local entertainment, a lot of food and beverage, of course, as part of that. Nice. Uh, a lot of fun stuff going on uh, for families. And so... Uh, and then, and then, as part of the um, 
uh, as part of the event. It'll include, of course, uh, a, a ticket to see Hamilton. And we do have more information up on that, and we'll have as we as we go get closer to it on our website www.marcuscenter.org. Okay. So people can go there to get more information. And so um, it's part of this uh, season-long celebration. As I said, we talked about the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, which we're just delighted is kicking off the 50th anniversary season. Uh, this is happens to be actually in spring of 2020, right around the corner, is the 50th anniversary of the Milwaukee Ballet Company, mm. which is of course one of one of our nonprofit resident partners that we're very proud of to be to have in our building. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doing some very special things around that. Um, then um, uh, this will be the fifth year uh, of of uh, the production called Black Nativity, which is a collaboration between the Marcus Center and Black Arts MKE. And we got involved in that five years ago because we felt that uh, what was lacking in downtown Milwaukee was an annual holiday tradition rooted in African-American culture. Okay. And this is an exciting production. Five years, changes a little bit every year uh, to make it current and relevant. We're excited about that. A number of things that uh, a number of groups are going to be doing. Uh, throughout the year uh, as we as we move forward throughout the season so it's a season-long celebration it isn't just focused on uh, on September when we officially opened uh, 50 50 years ago okay so it's a season of celebration yes it is absolutely wonderful well okay so you talked about some expanding programs which is awesome Uh, do you guys plan to expand the building to accommodate this programming uh, we're going to do some expansion. Actually, we've got uh, a major uh, campus plan, uh, campus master plan put together, and um, it's partly expansion but partly sort of a, uh, a reuse, if you will, of the building and um, some uh, repurposing of existing spaces. For example, uh, we, have a, uh, we have a rehearsal hall on the fourth floor, which we now call Studio 4A, and we've turned it into a small, uh, very intimate um, performance space in addition to being a rehearsal hall. And uh, that's going online this fall, actually. Studio uh, 4A. Studio 4A. Okay. Very, you know, kind of a I'm New York name to going down to Studio a, 4A. You know, studio 4A. <laughs> and it's a very intimate space. It's been 4A. great to do it over. See, there may be a play yeah. on words yeah, there. This. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, what, what? it's not so much that we are um, expanding the building, but Historically, one of the I think one of the real strengths of the Marcus Center has been that we've always been an incubator, helping other arts organizations grow. Back in the early 80s, the Milwaukee Repertory Theater was an original resident company in the building. In 82, they moved out. They've got great facilities across the street from us. So the Marcus Center actually started First Stage Children's Theater, now called First Stage. And uh, after three years, they became their own 501c3, but we started that in Todd Ware Theater. Um, then after a time, both they and the Milwaukee Youth Symphony Orchestra um, kept performing there, but outgrew their office space, outgrew their um, classroom space, their theater academy space, and went into their own uh, place, uh, Milwaukee Youth uh, Art Center. Uh, in Tandem Theater, a small uh, theater company in Milwaukee, um, had a production called Cut a Hay Caroler Christmas, and we brought it to uh, Wilson Theater, and the 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 two uh, the husband and wife couple who owned that company, a nonprofit company, made enough money off of two years of that production, because we were able to expand the size of the audience for them, that they were then able to open their own theater in Tandem Theater, hmm. and run that for a number of years. And so we helped them grow. Um, you know, the Milwaukee Symphony has gotten to a point now where it's going to move into its own 
uh, facility. So um, we've always had this philosophy of one door closes, another door opens. Mm, absolutely. And yep, we're looking yep. for ways to incubate. And uh, the United Performing Arts Fund had its offices in our building for a number of years. And when they moved out, we collaborated with Black Arts MKE, which uh, works to build capacity for both uh, African-American arts groups and, uh, and performers as well. And we're really proud of that particular uh, uh, collaboration as, help, as well in helping sort of incubate local talent, if you will. Yeah, and I think so. it's, it's wonderful that you're helping give these starter organizations uh, a, great, a great start. You know, you think about the Jazz Festival and how you partnered with them uh, in your great space just to, to help them. So, I mean, that's, that's a great give back. It is, and I think that uh, the work that Anthony's been doing and uh, uh, with the collaborations he's building in the community is really the other part of this is what we were talking about, and Anthony can certainly articulate that better than I can, but he he's uh, now active in, in Bronzeville, for example. Yes. And I think, Anthony, let's talk about that a little bit because what that's doing is taking what we do outside our building, out into the community. We're not just having people come in, we're going out. Absolutely. There are so many performances that we can offer um, for folks to come in our doors, but because there's so many things that that uh, we have available, our resources, we're taking our resources out into the community. Mm-hmm. Brownsville is a perfect example. We have artists that um, that want to perform and have performed in our in our space, but we can have those artists going out to some of the facilities. For instance, Giselle's. They just opened up an, an art theater or art gallery. They have beautiful space, and now we have some of our artists that's performing or has performed in our space now performing there. And we're covering, uh, not to be self. Uh, centered but we're providing the cost we're covering the cost for them to perform in such various locations so it's just a great thing to have uh, those resources available to our community absolutely and i think we need to talk about that you know the again the it's so important to to speak to that collaborative piece you have something that you can offer the community you have it you want to make it available similar to you know, we have an education center that we work with the nonprofits, and we have that space. And we're saying we would like to offer the space to you free of charge for an event that you might be planning. Um, you know, it's something that we have, some way that we can give back and help the nonprofit sector. So, you know, you guys are doing the same thing. I think Absolutely. that's that's wonderful, and you should uh, you should you should talk about that. One of the other great things that we're able to offer is we have the space now. There are so many artists that have performed in the city of Milwaukee. They've they've met capacity. Now they're moving on to Chicago, to Atlanta, some of those mm-hmm. other places. But we have the venue space for them to to grow their art right in the city of Milwaukee. Yes. And what what better way to build your resume to say that I performed on E Line stage at the Marcus Center or Marcus Performing Arts Center. Absolutely. Yeah. Well a lot of great things going on, my goodness. What what are some what things do you want the listening audience to anticipate for the future? I think what we wanted to anticipate is that the Marcus Center is growing from being just a uh, performing arts center, but really a gathering place because we are, um, we see the arts being a vehicle for positive social change in the community. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways we can do that is to bring diverse cultures together so we can all learn from each other through the programming that we do, uh, through the collaborations that we do with Various nonprofit organizations, um, 
that um, come to us and want to hold their nonprofit fundraising events in our building. Mm -hmm. And we have some creative ways that we can help them raise money to further their missions. And so we like being able to do that because we're becoming a service as well. Uh, we know that in our little corner of the world, we're not going to be able to uh, solve all of the tough social issues the community has to deal with, but we can play our part and should play our part. Absolutely. You and hit that so, on the, on the head. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, you yeah. know, I, I think a lot of our cultural institutions in Milwaukee, Marcus Center included, uh, began as essentially historically uh, white cultural institutions. And, but our community is changing, and we have a responsibility to ensure that we're more than just that, that we're attracting uh, more diverse audiences and that we're of service to them. And we're finding ways that we can plug in in our own way to help uh, strengthen our communities, help attack some of the tough social issues in the community. And um, that's one of the things I'm really proud of. If I look back over my, I've been there 21 years, and I look back over those changes just in those 21 years that, that, um, that we are nonprofit ourselves, but we're really kind of a service to other nonprofits as well. Mm, and that's the way it should be. Yeah. And that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, so if people want more information, they can go to marcuscenter.org? marcuscenter.org. Okay. And all of our information's up there, and, um, uh, and uh, they can look forward to a place that's going to be the programming changes, the, the face of the place is going to change. Uh, we're going to be doing some exciting renovations around the building, on the grounds and inside the building over the next three years, make it a more uh, welcoming, inviting, accessible place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think people are going to like what they see, and we're, we're excited about it. Wonderful. And the block party. And, and the block, the block party. party. <laughs> your, your birthday party. My birthday party. Yes, yes, I like that. Come down to my birthday party. You're going to have down. a whole big block party for your birthday. <laughs> wow, I feel so special. That's great. Well, I want to thank all my guests today, Carl Brown from the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival and Paul Matthews and Anthony Smith from the Marcus Center for the Performing Arts. Thank you to all of you for the ways that you impact our community and educate people on the importance of the arts. So thank you for being here today. If you'd like further information about the people or the organizations we talk to, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262 691-3200. You can also listen to the show live by tuning in via the iHeartRadio app or going to iHeartRadio.com on your laptop or your tablet. Or you can ask Alexa to play WISN AM 1130 on your Amazon device. For previously aired interviews, you can visit our website at ellenbecker.com. And you can also listen now, we're excited to announce, that you can listen to the podcast on demand on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. So join us again in two weeks as we talk with other inspiring guests who will share information about how they're stepping up and stepping out and doing great things for our community. We hope that this will inspire you to use your passion, your talents, your energy to get involved somehow, some way with a local nonprofit in your community and bless someone. Find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a great Sunday.